Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show. Ooh, we're another day yeah. closer to IAPA Expo. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm both like really excited and then also just really stressed out because there's a lot to get done and squeeze in before being gone for nine days straight. So sure. stress, uh, nervous, yeah. thinking about all the energy that I'm gonna have to expel over that week. <laughs> it's it a is. lot, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. You have to be amped mm-hmm. and and like high energy yeah. the whole entire time. And it's uh it I know. I know I'm trying to simplify my processes. Like I, one of the things I know we talked about this is like, what's my outfit going to be? Like, I want to be in a uniform. So I don't have to think about what I want to wear that day, you know, like have the regular slapping on the quick makeup and throwing on the clothes and looking good. And yeah, those things are really important when you're away from home. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, I think you're, we're, you're wearing part of that uniform. Oh, I am. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, this is the new LBX sweater, which is really super cool with all of our logos and everything on it. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited to be donning this during the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm super excited for it. So yeah. Um, cool. Well, so one of the things like that I think would be super stressful, but also just blows my mind every single time I don't see it executed. Yeah. I, I, don't, I wish I could witness the execution of this is Disney's transition to Christmas. So like Disneyland, uh, the Magic Kingdom, they make these transitions. I'll pull up a picture here. They make the transition overnight. So they go from one day it's Disneyland, like normal Disneyland. The next day it is Christmas Disneyland. And, you know, as anybody who's been to Disney, to any of the Disney parks during Christmas or during holidays, it is um, it is immaculate. It is beautiful. It is not, uh, it is over the top, frankly. Um, and they do it all in one night. And I just think that's phenomenal and amazing and just a like a primer for just how to execute something at large scale. Yeah, it's nuts really, right? Like, I mean, when I had uh, my fun center, we were seven acres, but it took us weeks <laughs> to make the transition, honestly, right? And we were perfectionists and we were laying things out and it's just so much work to get it right. So much work. So yeah. seriously, what they do in one night is insane. Absolutely it really, I mean, it really is. And, you know, they, they do say that like they, they prep for the week in advance between the Halloween and the Christmas, like the Christmas decorations going up, but like, that's like foundational things, getting plugs probably put in the right spot, like things yeah. like that. But like all the decorations are going up in one night. It's always, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that was sort of mind blowing to me as well is the announcement that there's this, there's a new venue opening up. It's in Flushing, Queens in New York. Uh, New York City, and it's it's in a mall, and it's called Gotcha, and they're opening February of twenty four. So we're not really sure, but it is uh, eight point seven thousand square feet, so eight eighty seven hundred square feet of just filled with cranes. So this is a picture here, just you know, really simple kind of like Asian, um, you know, Japanese anime lettering, uh, really kind of gaudy yellow uh, mustard yellow entrance, but inside. It's just literally filled with cranes. 
and mm-hmm. they have cranes that have your standard plushies and other, you know, enjoyable things. But they actually have cranes that are also filled with anime figurines, Gundam kits. You know, if you're familiar with Gundam, they're, they're, they're like a mech. Uh, and so there's probably like models to build these Gundam mechs. And then they have snacks, so like different sweets and stuff as well in these things. So like you're going to play a crane to get a snack. It better be better than what I can just go get at the snack bar. Um, or maybe it's just one of those like, you know, duck cranes that just always gets the snack or something, but you just get to play a crane. Um, so anyway, it's it's just all full of cranes. And then it's also home to an Asian-inspired cocktail bar. And according to the official press release, it's going to serve all types of modernly crafted cocktails with ingredients like sesame oil, soy milk, scotch whiskey, ginger honey, and soy sauce maple cream or maple foam. And, you know, I think when I, when I thought, when I, first of all, when I saw this, I was like, okay, that's weird for New York. Um, all these cranes, although, you know, they have a large Asian population and, and the Asian population really likes cranes. Um, and, uh, but then as soon as I saw that they had a cocktail bar that was Asian inspired, I was like, okay, something's going on here. And then mm-hmm. you had, like, you remembered, we talked about something a while ago, right? Yeah. Like there was another, there's another place called party. And actually we looked it up. It's right in the same area as this one. And it's the same concept. It's just cranes full of stuffies and toys and cute things that they can get and just massive amounts of them. Right. And, and actually, you know, when you were talking, I just suddenly clicked in my head that on, I think it was our second edition or our first edition of sound off with Kevin uh, Williams. He was saying that this is actually a trend that's starting to come out is these crane games and to be watching for something like this. So I can, I, I get it. So there's probably, it's probably stemming from something. The popularity is coming from somewhere. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I was going to say, so oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Well, so I was looking up, then I was like, okay, w- what's going on in Flushing? Because first of all, mm-hmm. it's weird enough to have one all, all crane venue, but then have two crane, all crane venues in the same place. Like something's got to be yeah. going on with Flushing. So I looked it up and it turns out that in, uh, in this isn't two years ago, so that's probably grown since, but in two years ago, Flushing had 134,000 Asian residents, which was 2.1 times more than any other race or ethnicity in there. And it's, it's, it's actually being called now the Chinese Manhattan. There are so many Chinese and other Asian uh, Asian nationalities there that uh, it, it actually has become the t- feel of an Asian city. So pretty pretty interesting, which explains then why there's such a, a, a desire and drive for these crane venues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing I was noodling on actually was, I wonder how they operate those. Like, you know, in our typical FECs, we'll throw a crane in and we all know that cranes are not skill-based. Right. I say that under my breath, um, but you know, I'm like how do they operate? Because you want to go in there and you want everybody, like I would want everybody walking out with something every single time. Otherwise they're not coming mm-hmm. back. Right. So how do yep. they set their cranes up? Do they operate in a different manner? Um, are, you know, what does that look like? Because operationals of something like that has to be different than your typical FEC arcade. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Um, and, and I don't know, I've not spent enough time. The only, only scenario I've been in is in round one and I see right. people walking around with stuff under their arms all the time when I've, when I've gone to a round one. And so there clearly must be some, you know, we, we know you can control the crane, uh, yeah. tensile and strength and frequency of wind. So I'm sure they're doing it. We're like, the value is there. So like once every three times or whatever, depending on the mm-hmm. item and depending on the cost of the play, the gameplay. So yeah. I'm sure they're, they're, they're controlling that. And, and I think it would be super important for them to get unique items that you don't find elsewhere. You know, like uh, to me, that's, that's super important. I don't want to be able to go to Costco or Walmart and pick up that item. I want something unique and that's going to drive me to come back to that facility again and again, but it, yeah, it looks yeah. really cool. 
I, I would mm-hmm. totally, I want to go to Flushing though. I want to go check that place out. It sounds really cool, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like super interesting and unique that that's right in our backyard. Well, sort of mm-hmm. like US backyard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so speaking of travel, um, cruising has definitely been taking a big rebound. <laughs> Obviously, it took a massive hit during COVID, but that's not stopping people now. They're back into the ships, traveling all over the place. And um, there's been quite a few new ships that have launched lately, like uh, Disney's unveiled their new Disney Treasure, which has got that cool new haunted bar in it, which I think is so cool. Um, and the Cruise Line launched a new ship last year, and then now they're launching a new ship this year called the Aqua. And I'm just going to share some pictures of it. It's just such a cool looking ship. So you can see the front of the hull here. Um, it has got this the most beautiful design. It was created by a Filipino artist named Alison Humi. And um, it, she she's actually a hull designer, which is actually a category of artists, which who knew, right, <laughs> that design hulls. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, though. But this particular ship, um, it's been created to have more outdoor space, and it's going to have higher levels of staffing than any other kind of contemporary cruise line. I'm sure that's going to come at an extra cost, an extra tipping, but um, hopefully that extra level of service will make the trip that much more enjoyable. Um, on this ship, they are also introducing a new, um, here's a picture of one of the suites. Um, and let's, uh, oh, we'll get to this in a second, but they're also introducing, um, a new, uh, a, a new, um, uh, bedroom suite called a Haven. Um, it's a two-story accommodation. It'll have three bedrooms, a bathroom, a couple balconies, and then a dining and living space that's separate from everybody else, which is super cool. Um, I'm just like, I've not wanted to cruise before, but I think I might take them up on that because that sounds pretty exciting. And then what I also loved about the ship is they'll have adults only areas. So if you want to get away from the kids, there'll be spaces where you can go where there won't be any kids. Um, but the super cool thing about this is it's actually almost like an attraction or a little mini um, a theme park because they're going to have a couple really cool, neat attractions. One of them is going to be this water slide kind of roller coaster hybrid called the Aqua Slide Coaster. And it's a water slide that has dual slides that go around um, the the ship tunnel and it's got this weird magnetic lift that'll actually bring you up and sends you down like a roller coaster down one of the slides and then when you're at the bottom it pulls you up again and runs you down another slide which sounds so interesting um it's also going to have a oh there's another picture of it again um it's going to have this cool new glow cord in it which during the day can be used for different types of sports like basketball and um active kind of playing and at night they turn it into a nightclub so that people can dance on it um, it's going to have the return of a 10-story free fall called The Drop, an expanded gaming space, an infinity pool, and an ocean walk, uh, which has got glass that kind of goes over the ocean water. Um, it just, it, it sounds really super cool. Now, in the past, Norwegian Air, uh, the, this kind of a cruise line has also done a, a three-story uh, go-kart track, which I think is really interesting as well. So these little traveling monsters on the water are turning into some pretty interactive beamy kind of little parks that you can really go and enjoy and, you know, have a great experience on. Yeah. I mean, these, these things are incredible. These are absolutely insane. This one is just beautiful. The outside structure yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's like different than icon of the seas. So icon of the seas is carnival's new cruise line that goes live in mm-hmm. January and uh, like early, early, um, 2024. And that one just looks like they just crammed as much shit on top of a boat as you possibly can, where this one actually looks like, like it's designed elegantly and has a nice feel to it. Uh, but you know, what do I know about big giant boats? I think what's amazing though, is that you've got a drop tower that's 10 stories on a freaking ship, like a 10 story mm-hmm. drop tower that is on a ship is, is mind blowing to me. Yeah. I, it's just something we're going to have to go experience. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think I've never really had a desire to lock myself up on a boat for you know a long time. And yeah, yeah but these things like like river cruises were always like seemed to be like mm-hmm. be more interesting because you know smaller boats, less people, you get to go to really interesting places along the coast, and uh, you know whatever. But this something like this, I absolutely feel like I need to try to see what what the whole experience is like. There's no mm-hmm. way you could possibly do everything on uh, on these ships. Like you just, I don't think that's possible anymore. Yeah. I mean, is there enough time? You're right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I, one thing I don't know is if any of these cruise lines go down to Sydney, Australia, and that would be amazing because I would be able to try Luna Park in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Luna Park is launching a new immersive experience. It's called Dream Circus. And it's described as a high-tech attraction where nothing makes sense. So that's interesting. And it was a 15 million attraction. It opens on December 22nd of this year. And it uses state-of-the-art technologies like 360-degree projections, blockbuster surround sound, and holograms. So, uh, yeah, in fact, we actually talked about holograms a number of uh, a number of weeks back. And I've just got a little video here. It's a little 30-second video that I'm going to play. And uh, hopefully, for those of you who are listening, you know, you'll be able to go and hop on YouTube and just get a chance to look at it, or just look up Luna uh, Luna Park Dream Circus. Maybe. Oh, of course. Oh. Like you can't see, but it's like basically locked up on me. So I'm just going to refresh the page. I guess I let it sit for too long. Uh, it's the magic of the internet. <laughs> magic of streaming. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that. So let's. Um. Okay. You know. Well, now it's working. Of course. I just stopped sharing okay. my screen. Um, all right, so all right. let's take a look at this here because it really is quite amazing and beautiful and uh, something I definitely want to see. I wish it was at the Luna Park in Brooklyn because that would be awesome. Anything, everything's possible under a big, big Oh, I, I love what's it. What's crazy about that is I know it's just they're only giving you just a little taste, but everything you saw in there was projection mapped. Like, and, and mm-hmm. you know, none of that was like an actual physical construct. And yeah. it's remarkable, at, you know, how it looks. Well, so. I thought one of the things that I read about it, though, is that they actually built stages where they were going to be projected. So that was one of the differences. It wasn't just going to be going onto the walls, that they were building kind of some areas like stages and stuff where they would actually project onto. So we would get a bit of that depth and some difference. Yes, there there is there are physical there are physical protrusions, but they're none of like the actual they're just they're, they're sort of like just um like facades. Right. So like there's no there's no mm-hmm. actual like. um detail work or anything else on them. So yeah, right. it's all so just they're like projecting wall, onto items, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool though, right? Yeah. I, I love yeah. it. I love a circus. I love that circus concept as well. Like the funky fun. It's it's just such a neat concept, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Um Already, well, uh, Doritos is up to something interesting. Um, they have come up with a new crunch canceling software because apparently crypt- 
uh, chip crunching is a really big problem for gamers, which I actually, now that I think about it, uh, yeah, duh, of course it is. Um, 86% of gamers actually choose Doritos as their snack of choice while gaming, which is nuts, right? Like good for Doritos. Um, but globally game gamers complain because they hate the sound of someone crunching in their ear. And I'm and, until now it's like, of course, yeah, you're eating with this microphone in your ear and you're talking, of course, that'd be so annoying. Right. And honestly, I'm sure I broke up with a boyfriend or two because I couldn't stand the way that they ate popcorn at the movie theater. So I totally get this. It's so aggravating. Yeah. I like yeah. this more than one boyfriend. He's like, you just can't handle the popcorn eating. It's, it's yeah. like actually a red flag for me. It's a question I asked right at the beginning. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, in partnership with smooth technologies, Dorito silent was born. It's a grant, a brand new crunch canceling technology. It took six months to develop and involved the technical analysts of more than 5,000 different crunching sounds. Like how can there be more than 5,000 different crunching sounds? How is that possible? It's kind of nuts. Anyway, here, let's, um, I'm going to cue this video up and hopefully I don't have as many problems as you have <laughs> queuing this bad boy up. Um, and uh, we'll just watch a little video and uh, we can kind of learn a little bit more about what Doritos is up to here. Okay, let's go. Um, Stupid video. The world's first AI augmented snack, powered by crunch cancellation. Cancel crunch in real time. Doritos silent. Game on, crunch off. Anyway, we'll we'll just get rid of that quickly. Um, it's a cool little video, just kind of talks about how the software actually works. Um, but you can go to Doritos site, Doritos Silence, you just Google it and you download the software onto your computer, you install it somehow, and then you just set it up so that it works with your microphone and as you're crunching on your chips, no one even knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think what you can do, I mean, we've seen what can be done with noise cancellation headphones and noise cancellation software. And this one was like specifically configured for crunching. And I think it's brilliant play for Doritos like that, like well done marketing company, well done R and D company, like good job all around to so Doritos for, for, for pulling that out. For sure. Well, but if you think about that stack, 86, 86% of people that are game eat Doritos as a snack of choice, they probably had no choice. Like they had to solve that problem quick <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Gonna yeah. No, that's very interesting. Then, like, so like, what, what do people like switch to like gummy bears or something like something yeah, quiet? I don't know. I don't but then know. you get the smacking, whatever. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, all right. So, uh, Morgan's Wonderland, they're based in San Antonio and they're a really, really cool park. I'm not going to go a lot of detail about what they do, um, but they just announced that from November 9th through J January 2nd, holders of their 2023 Morgan's Wonderland memberships and season passes will also receive free passes and, and free unlimited admission to SeaWorld's Christmas celebration um, at their Life Adventure Park in Westover Hills. That will feature the large, it will also feature the largest Christmas light display in Texas. So not only you get to see a large Christmas display, but obviously you're going to San Antonio, uh, SeaWorld San Antonio. Um, and, and I just, the reason I bring this up is, you know, one, if you're in San Antonio, certainly take advantage of that if you're a Morgan Waterland, a season pass holder. But uh, two, the, this is a great collaboration between a seasonal park that's shut down for winter renovations and, like, you know, as they typically do every season, and a way to really extend value to their season pass holders. 
And something that you know, those of us who have seasonal attractions, seasonal parks, seasonal components to our parks, um, like should maybe think about partnering with a local science center or a local museum or at a zoo or an aquarium or something that's less seasonal and, um, or even another C or LBE venue in the area and, and partnering with them to extend, yeah. you know, or, or the, the non-seasonal one going to the seasonal parks and saying, and offering that as well, like flipping it on its head and maybe going and trying to create a partnership like SeaWorld San Antonio has done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great, great option, great partnership and love to see um, companies working together like that. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, yesterday we talked about safety on the show a little bit and, um, you know, as part of our promise to bring safety and education out there, um, we are going to be bringing a Drew Tewksbury from McGowan Allied on the show tomorrow. And we're going to be doing a little bit of a longer segment, but he's going to be talking about active shooters, what to do, how to prepare your facility for it, what to do if um, uh, this horrid situation actually occurs to you. So please make sure you join us. We'll send out some information and try to queue it up so that you guys know what time it's happening at. Um, and it will always be there for you to come back and watch at a later time as well. Um, and then also, um, we're super excited again to be announcing that this Thursday, we are launching our next first edition of uh, a new podcast called Behind Our Doors, where we go behind the scenes in family entertainment centers, location-based entertainment centers, and kind of get a peek at what they do, what their attractions are, how they operate, and um, where they potentially might be going. And this week's uh, show is going to be at Rush Fun Park with owner David Allen. Um, and I've got to tell you, I'm really excited for it. It's, it's really well done. And um, I think everyone's going to really enjoy getting this tour. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, two, two new things, you know, the hot topics that we're going to be covering, you know, hopefully on a frequent basis. So you know, changing up the daily show content and construct a little bit. Uh, but then, yeah, really excited about this new, new one. He was, he was really great. Uh, so Amazing. highly encourage you to, to go and watch behind our doors and we're excited about a lot more. We've got, uh, we've got some other really great spots planned uh, for the next few, for the next few months and we'll continue to have some. So yeah, mm -hmm. with that, I guess this is you know, wow. CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, everyone. <laughs>